The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Do you feel beautiful? Do you look beautiful? Does one really affect the other? Welcome to Beauty Inside and Out with host Bonnie Bonadeo. In our show, we'll help you uncover your true self and unleash beauty that you never knew existed in order to be at your best, both inside and out. Now, here is your host, Bonnie Bonadeo. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Beauty Inside and Out show. Today, I have some really special guests, and we're going to be talking about the beauty of salon life. So please welcome with me Brenda Barnaby from Salon Estique, Kendall Ong from Main Attraction, Christian James from Dre's Salon. And we're going to talk about life in the salon and, of course, what means to you, the consumer, when you're coming in and having a salon visit or a service done, how can we make this a better and greater experience for you? I know that when I first started out, Many years ago in the industry, I was really nervous when I first started out and clients coming to me and asking for services that I'm like, I don't know how to do that and and not having that same level of confidence, but knowing that whatever it was, I had to be able to make that client experience a really great experience for you to be able to come back and share it with uh, your friends and other family members in there. So we're going to talk three different topics. One, we're going to talk about the salon lingo and how we use it, and maybe that's not the best way to connect with you. We're going to share with you some fall trends, but right now where I really want to get started is I want to hear the stories of each and every one of these people and how beauty became a part of their life. So I'm going to start with you, Brenda. Tell us a little bit about how you got involved in beauty. Well, thank you for having me, Bonnie. Um, My story with beauty started in Michigan, and um, I was just a little girl running around. I was a little bit of a tomboy more than anything. And when I was growing up, there was milestones when girls got to do certain things, like they got their ears pierced at a certain age. They started to wear makeup at a certain age. They got their hair color at a certain age. And when it came my time, my mom said, if this girl's going to put makeup on, I'm going to get her trained in putting makeup on because she didn't wear makeup. So she didn't know what was going to come out of the bathroom. So she took me to the makeup counter. And I learned how to do makeup. And it was the aha moment. I thought, oh, my God, I've died and gone to heaven because she had everything you could imagine. I walked away looking beautiful. And I was like, that's it. And the next thing I know, there was this book that I found. And it was by Beverly and Vidal Sassoon. And then they had a TV show. And I was like, oh, my God, lifestyle, food, they're beautiful. I want to be beautiful. Oh, my gosh, this is what I want to do. And, of course, I had parents who wanted me to go to college, and so I went to college, but I couldn't get out of there fast enough to go to beauty school. And um, beauty school was beauty school. You get through it. And then I found a career in Rochester, Michigan, that I knew that I was not going to stay in Michigan. I was either going to be in New York or I was going to be in L.A., And my parents thought I was way too young and naive to go to either one of those two places. (laughs) So they blindfolded me, and I put a pin on the map, and it landed in Scottsdale, Arizona. Wow, what a great story. Yeah, and it all worked out from there, thankfully. And um, the the person that I was assisting for in Rochester just happened to have a friend that was opening a salon at the Borgata, which was just being built at the time. And so I got a job 
right out here. I didn't have to go back to school for hours and stuff, but it all worked out from there. And then I worked at the Borgata for a few years, and then I got really lucky and went to work at a salon called With Love Beyond, which was really Beyond. the forerunner for salon spa type businesses. And there were 90 employees. It was a huge operation and great life experience. So that was kind of my, my breaking point into the hair industry. And I grew up with a wonderful childhood, and it's just been great. I, I feel very blessed. So now you own the salon, but are you still behind the chair doing hair? I am. I still do hair behind the chair. I have just my core clients now, and pretty much the focus now is on, on the business part of it and just making sure when the clients come in, they have a great experience at the salon. Perfect. Good. So. Thanks for sharing, Brenda. All right. I'm going to head over to Kendall. Kendall, tell us about your beginning in beauty. So I actually, I've, al- I've always been interested in fashion and, and design. But when I, was, uh, when I was in high school, I played sports. And in those days, and this goes way, way back, back into the kind of the early 70s, you know, we used to always have to keep our hair short. Well, I took this class when I was a junior in high school called Bachelor Survival, which in essence was home ec for the guys. <laughs> so all my friends, we were taking this class and they taught you how to, to to sew and to cook and darn socks. And so they had this one section about uh, men's grooming to make sure that we washed our hair and took care of ourselves. And they had a salon that came in to, uh, to talk to us about that. And they asked for a volunteer to get their hair done. And they had this, I still remember the guy's name. His name was Zeke. And, uh, you know, it said, you know, would you be open to getting your hair cut? And they said, Zeke said, sure, do whatever you want to do. And he, Zeke had really long hair and kind of the ZZ top beard. And, I was just amazed. In 45 minutes, they totally transformed him, cut his hair short, trimmed his beard off. So that, to me, was the first thing that, that really sparked my interest in, you know, what a difference it could make. And so, again, you know, we had to keep our hair short back in those days. So I thought, well, I saw what they did. I can do that. And so I just started experimenting with my friends and cutting my friends' hair. And, of course, probably jacked up their hair pretty bad. <laughs> They're still friends, though. And... Um, and then so uh, I, I have to say this too. I'm a firstborn son of an immigrant and there's a lot of pressure that comes with being the firstborn son and, you know, of an immigrant family. And so when I graduated high school, it wasn't so much a question of if I was going to college. It was where are you going to college? And so uh, you know, I studied architecture for three and a half years and um, when I told my mother you – know, it was more my mom – when I told my mother I was dropping out of college to go to beauty school, I mean – she, she just about fainted. She cried and was begging me, you know, all my ancestors would be so disappointed with me. But, uh, you know, she kind of got over it. And, uh, when and the other thing I think that really inspired me to become a hairdresser, again, this must have been in 75, 76, there was a movie um, with Warren Beatty called Shampoo. Mm-hmm. And yes. uh, yeah, and uh, Warren Beatty <laughs> was this celebrity man. hairdresser and he was sleeping with Julie Christie. He was sleeping with all of his clients. And I thought... <laughs> You know, that's kind of a career I could get behind. Tell me you're not doing that. <laughs> no, no, no. Not now. No, I'm happily married, but uh, I used to. <laughs> but that's not a reason to get into hair, no. Um, you know, and, uh, and of course, I've been a salon owner now for 17 years. I've been in the industry for 35, and uh, it's just a great industry, you know, we just, and I just love it. Mom's really proud of me now, so I can happily say that she's okay. <laughs> Good. So I'm, I'm sure that they saw the success that you've had, and yeah. you've had a tremendous amount of success in this industry. So Yeah, and it's a great thing. You know, you get to make people happy and uh, traveled around the world and met people I would have never met. Yeah, who doesn't want to do that? Yeah, right? it's a good, good thing. Thank you for sharing that story. All right, Mr. Christian James, tell yeah. us yours. My story's probably a little different. Um, I come from a very small town in Oregon. Um, 
boys were boys and girls were girls and um, being a gay man now that I'm older, I was always searching for a place that I fit in. And for me, the only time I ever really had a good time was when my mom got her hair done. And I'd go to the salon, and I just thought they were all super cool ladies. They were super fun. They loved how crazy I was. They, they encouraged me to be who, what I wanted. And so from very early on, I wanted to do hair. I used to, like, trim my dad's beard in the 70s, like, as long as I just did a little, you know, he'd let me continue. Um, but then again, no one in my family has a college degree, and... I was at that time striving to be anything that my family wasn't and trying to get out of where I was. And so I went to college. Um, I was actually in my third year also when I dropped out of a accounting program to go to beauty school. And the, from the minute I walked in the door, I was like, it, you know. I, I was in my home. I found my spot, the place where I knew that I could thrive. And once I started learning some of the techniques that I thought I'd never learn, I realized that it wasn't necessarily about the technical side for me. It was I had a way of reaching people mm -hmm. that, for the first time that respected me, honored me, and really loved what I could do for them. Mm -hmm. And the techniques came later. So Nice, yeah. And I know I've shared uh, my story uh. on the radio here before, um, and it was that same thing. It's like I didn't realize I had any creativity in me. You know, my sisters were very artistic, and I couldn't draw a straight line or, you know, I, I couldn't do any of those things that felt creative. But when I got into <laughs> beauty school, I really uncovered that I had this creative side to me that nurtured my soul and made me happy, and I got to be the people person that I wanted to be, and it just it just felt like home. Yeah. Thank you. Great no. story. Yeah, i the same way I wanted to make clothes and they tried to make me make a pot holder and I'm like pot holder I want to make a ball gap come on like, so not creative at all either so but I yeah. think that's the key though I think you know all of us I mean kind of our stories are so similar it's just if you do something you're passionate about doing you know you're going to be you're going to be happy and you're going to do a great job so find a find a passionate happy hairdresser Absolutely. and you're going to have a great look well <laughs> I, you know in in all the years that I've been in beauty I've never left beauty so I even took this one sidebar where I went and said you know what is it that I really don't know anything about that I probably should learn in life and it was money and I'm still learning that lesson <laughs> um, and so I went and became a stockbroker and <laughs> uh, but guess who my clients were Salons and stylists because I realized they didn't have retirement funds set up if it wasn't a big corporation. So I went out and helped them all get their little IRAs set up. And if the salons were willing to do 401k plans and match contributions. And I, but I still was in beauty, even though I learned another side of some other business type of thing. But of course, that didn't last long because it was way too rigid. We needed to have more <laughs> fun. So back to back to beauty we go. Okay, so we gathered today because you know we're we're shop, we're talking shop here, right? And we could probably sit and talk for hours and have a language of our own that might make sense to us, but it may not make sense to our clients or our consumers. So I want to ask you guys, what do you think the real message is that, that we need to share with our clients and consumers today? I mean, for me, I, I think the most important thing with any relationship, and you know, that is what you're building is a relationship with you know, whoever your stylist is going to be. It's always based upon, I think, you know, mutual, mutual respect, you know, 
integrity, honesty, you know, and, and trust. And so I think communication really is the is the major part, I think, of, of any um, relationship. And, you know, getting a great look is is having a good relationship with your stylist. Yeah, and, you know, it's it's more than just saying I want a haircut, I like it shoulder length, bangs, no bangs, whatever those kind of terminologies are. It's you have to really get to know the client and their lifestyle yeah. to understand what might be best suited for them because it's time and investment, you know, mm-hmm. to do that. You know, Bonnie, you guys were talking about um, the relationship with the client and all that communication that goes on both verbally and just with pictures and different things like that. But one of the things is that with the client, I'm going to lose my train of thought now here. Sorry about that. Um, When the the stylist is communicating with, with the client, they bring in pictures and stuff, and that's all really good, but this client still wants the hairdresser or the stylist to help them along the way uh, yes. on their journey, where, where they're going to end up. They may come in with an idea, and they may, may end up in a completely different place by the time they're done with it. So in that communication and in that vein, it's really a whole relationship that's developing right from the first phone call into the salon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Before we go to break, give us a real quick, um, uh, what do you think we need to talk about today, Christian? Um, talk about hair wise with our clients and communication. Yeah, what, is, what do our clients need to hear from us? In order I think to they make need to um, understand that we're a profession, that we're professionals, and that all the Googling in the world and all the internet surfing and coming up with all these terms and coming in and trying to like, d- like prescribe your own hair, like you wouldn't do that for a doctor. It's like I want to be able to like talk to you, get into a relationship with you, and then prescribed for you what I think is going to be best for you. Perfect. Good. All right. So we're going to talk more of that as soon as we come back from a break. And just so you know, please follow me on BonnieBonadeo.com. Twitter is BonnieBonadeo. And then the Facebook page is Beauty Inside and Out Show. What questions do you have? What do you need to know? What do you need to share with us as a group of professionals here in the beauty industry that maybe we don't know or haven't heard yet? We'll be right back. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Are you looking to uncover your authentic self? Looking to improve your communication, selling, or public speaking skills? Discover Naked Audience Productions trainings on public speaking, leadership, sales, and healing. Mastering the art of authentic communications can change your life in many ways. From promotions to profits to enhancing any relationship, whether it's business or personal, finding and speaking your naked truth is a beautiful thing. Visit www.napevents.com or call 877-319-2403. That's napevents.com or 877-319-2403. Tune in to the Hospitality News Network for a look inside the travel, hotel, restaurant, and hospitality industry. Host Stephen Nicole and his guests will teach you everything you've wanted to know about this fascinating industry. Who knows? You might just want to change your own career path. At the very least, you might end up being a preferred customer. The Hospitality News Network is broadcast live every Monday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. 
Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Beauty Inside and Out with Bonnie Bonadeo. If you have a question or comment about our show, please send an email to bonnie at bonniebonadeo.com. That's bonnie at bonniebonadeo.com. Now back to Beauty Inside and Out. Hi, everybody. Welcome back from the break. I have my guests here today, Brenda Barnaby, Kendall Ong, Christian James, salon owners and hairstylists. And we're talking salon life. This is about the beauty of salon life. They all shared their stories in the first part, which was great because I think that none of us probably thought we were going to go into the beauty industry or be doing hair, right? None of us thought this. But we ended up in it. We ended up loving it. We're very passionate about it. As Christian just said before we went to break, that this is a this is a vital career and a real one. And what else did you want to add to that, Christian? Just that it's not a job. It's not, it's not work to me. This is what I do because I love what I do. I'm going to be doing this when I'm 75, um, when my knuckles are, probably don't work anymore. <laughs> You know, I've had a lot of opportunities to do other things and probably make more money, but it's not about the money for me. It's about, I go on vacation for a week, I miss doing hair. I miss my clients. That's how I know this is where I'm supposed to be. That's nice. Good. All right. So, Kendall, what else do you want to share in regards to what you think the the consumers and our clients want to hear, and I know communication is a big thing, but what do you think we're not doing well that we could be better at for our clients? Well, I I think, again, you know, it still kind of goes back to the communication. It's that consultation, I think, you know, from a a professional standpoint, it's things that the stylist should be explaining to the the client. And also, for for me as a stylist, when when I hear back from the client what it is that they're looking for, I mean, what are they happy about? What are they not happy about? You know, and that gives me a lot of insight as to... You know what I think you know should be done with their hair. You know because I I can do the analysis of somebody's bone structure and their, their facial shape and their body structure, but again talking to them about their lifestyle because that's that's really I think what's key to making a hairstyle work for somebody is that it's got to fit the person's personality. Yeah, true. And you know Brenda, I want to touch on you because you had mentioned um, while we were on break that price and experience were something that you wanted to touch on. Tell us more about that. Yeah, as a hairdresser, oftentimes in our consultation, we're so busy trying to figure out what the client wants and what we can do for them that we kind of forget some things that are important to them, like maybe how much this is going to cost, what the maintenance is going to be, um, you know, how many hours am I going to be in the salon. I think those are technical things that we kind of forget about. We know in our head, but they really need to be a part of the consultation so the client mm-hmm. can be thinking, okay, well, I need to shift course because I can't do all over color every four weeks. I only can be here, um, you know, once a, once every eight weeks or 12 weeks. So I think that's really, really part of the dialogue that we as hairdressers tend to overlook because, one, as hairdressers, we love doing what we do, and we do it for free if we could afford to. So we don't like talking money. <laughs> <laughs> so money, we don't want to talk about either. But at the end of the day, we do have to make money. So. Oh, that's <laughs> so true. And stick around with us, everybody, towards the tail end of this segment um, and the show, because uh, I polled some of my friends that are not hairdressers, and I asked 
them a series of questions and got answers. Now, this isn't a really extensive poll, but I figured 20 of my friends is a pretty good poll. It's a good sample Um, size. It's a good sample size, but I think it might be relevant in the grand scheme of things that other people are saying this, too. So we'll touch on that in the very last segment. Christian, what what, what else do you want to share here? I just think there's a... um there was a time when you came into the hairdresser and the hairdresser kind of ruled the roost. Um, they directed your hair the way they thought they needed it to be. Vidal Sassoon changed the industry by doing that and really didn't ask people's permission. He just kind of took it over, which is probably a little aggressive. But I think today that a lot of clients do come in and the first words out of our, our mouth is, what do you want? Instead of, this is what I can do for you. And then let's, now what do you want? And let's work on something together. Yeah, and listen, our consumers and our clients are so much more educated today oh. than they ever have been. And they're going on to these YouTube videos and watching yeah. people do hair. And then they're thinking that they can do it themselves. And then you're wondering, what are the credentials behind a lot of what they're seeing? And I, I think, you know, listen, it's not going to go away. So the education is a good start for us, and we need to parlay onto it and make sure that the communication yeah. is happening. And then make sure that, that, as you said on the break, Christian, is that, you know, is your hairdresser in a continuing educational approach? So tell me more on that. Just, I mean, it's something that you should ask your hairdresser. When was the last time they were at a class? Well, what's the new trends? And if they, if they can't answer those questions for you, they're probably <laughs> not going to classes or shows. At least in the state of Arizona, there's no requirement for it right. as of yet. Um, but I, mean, I would think if it's your passion and you're learning to paint or you're learning to dance or you're learning to do anything creative, the only way you get better is to do more and go to class. Learn yeah, more. Perfect. You know? Yeah, and maybe yeah. and maybe our clients and consumers don't know this, but you know, once we get a license, we just continue to keep the license active by you know paying for a renew of a license. In most states, there isn't required education in this industry. So a handful of them, they do have required uh, continuing education. But the truth is, is I think everybody in this industry understands that it's available, it's there, and a good majority of us continue to educate ourselves. Because like fashion, trends change. Mm-hmm. New things are being developed and brought. The technology changes the technology. so much. It's amazing what's happened yeah. in the last Yeah, so we have to continue years. to be educated. And um, so that's a valid question. Is your hairstylist staying up yeah. um, on top of all of this? Yeah. You know, um, when I started in the industry, when a customer walked into the salon, you knew they were either getting a perm, a haircut, you know, foils or, you know, the color pulled through the cap. There were basically four choices. Now your hairdresser has to know a whole vignette of things. They can't just do that or you don't want to go to that hairdresser anymore, you know. (laughs) So that's going to tell you right then and there. If you're speaking a language that the hairdresser doesn't understand, that's probably not the hairdresser for you. You know, so you'll, you'll know that hairdresser if they're not keeping up with the education. And I know for all of our salons, that's the single most important thing. Yeah. Is, is staying educated. Staying yeah. educated. Yeah. And I think for the consumer, I, I love what Christian said. I think as a consumer, the way you can safeguard that is just by asking your stylist, what's the last advanced class that you took? You know, because, again, consumers, 
have got so much more access to information now. And you never want to go to the doctor where you know more than the doctor. You never want to go to the stylist where you know more than your stylist. So, <laughs> Yeah, if your customer is bringing you in a color wheel and you don't know what it is, you're in trouble. Is that like a wheel oh, of cheese? No. Yeah. That's true. But I think there's some guidance to it because I think from the doctor's example that you just used, it's like if something's going on with me, I am going to go on to WebMD. Yeah. I'm going to research it a little bit and I'm going to see what's happening because I feel like I need to kind of bring solutions in mm-hmm. with me that might support the conversation to go further. Yeah. So Correct. that you know, so that's a really good point from a client standpoint. What what do they know and bring it forth, right? Yeah, and I, and I think they're they're you know, it's a great thing I think for the consumer again to have that knowledge. I, the one thing that I would caution is to not get too caught up in verbiage. You know, don't get too caught up in saying, okay, well, this is what I want, and I want to have, you know, these concave layers with uh, round graduation. And it's like, oh, well, that means something to me, but I don't know what it means to you. And so really what, what, how we train our staff and really what we really get down to the nuts and bolts with talking with a client about a haircut or a style is we just want to talk about shape. You know, don't even get, don't even talk about inches. Just say, you know, use your body as a reference point. I want the length at the corner of my mouth or I want the length of my, my collarbone. You know, and I think that makes much more sense. You know, I want it fuller on the top. I want it flatter on the top. I want it, you know, wider through the sides or my bangs to my eyebrows or my bangs to my cheekbones. Talk that way rather than saying I want the latest thing that I saw on YouTube. You know, same thing with color. I think, you know, or you should use color swatches. I loved so-and-so's bangs on this TV show. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. I don't watch TV, so yeah. I, I don't have a reference yeah. to that. Pull so. it up on the Internet. I think those reference <laughs> yeah. points are, are really, really good, you know, because a yeah. picture is worth a thousand words. Perfect. Yeah. Well, let's go there because really what I, I think we, what we should talk about right now is this language and the verbiage that we're using that might not be cohesive for our clients. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to throw some words at you guys and, and describe it, explain it, what's in it for the client for these services to happen. All right. Big word right now in our industry, balayage. Christian, tell us, balayage. (laughs) (laughs) Balayage is a French word meaning sweeping. It basically is hand painting lightener or color onto the hair to achieve a dimensional result. Okay, so a versus a versus a highlight with foils. Yeah, balayage is doesn't have foils; it's more painted on. Correct. Okay, so it, and what we, what's the result of that versus foils? It's a dimensional way of getting hair color placed on the hair. It's usually softer okay. and it tends to look more natural. All right, yeah. softer and more natural. So if somebody doesn't want that more jagged, striped, or chunky look, a balayage is a good service for them to ask for. All right. That's right. Good. Ombre. I think, I think the other good thing about a balayage, you know, is that <laughs> it can be so much more personalized. You know, you can kind of – and really it is more like an artist painting the hair color onto the canvas, which is your hair. Okay. Good. All right. So ombre – Ombre. Well, we're all tired of ombre in our industry. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> it yeah. had its place in it. It's, it's the Jennifer place. Aniston of the of the 2015, it, it, right? Yeah, we're done. We're done <laughs> yeah. with ombres. So, yes. uh, yeah. Sarah Jessica Parker. And, you know, ombre is just simply hair color fading into different hair colors. So it right. may be darker at the root, then a medium tone, and then a lighter tone. So for the consumer, that's basically what you're going to see. And it's it's different layers. It's not solid block coloring. It's just kind of a soft um, fusion of different colors. I'm going to give you guys yeah. my opinion on ombre hair, okay? Hair. You know that big question of, you know, does, does fashion dictate hair trends or do hair trends dictate fashion? I think hair trends dictate fashion because I think this is what happened when ombre came out. A bunch of celebrities got pregnant and didn't color their <laughs> hair. So all of a sudden now we're seeing grown-out hair color and they're making it cool 
And next thing you know, now there's like on the fashion runways are ombre designs and ombre nail polish. I think the hair started first. I, I think, think you're right. I think that the trend-setting approach starts with hair and then everybody else follows. Yeah. Okay. Good. So um, lobbed. Lobs. What's this? Lobs just a long bob. A know. long bob. Yeah. yeah okay. A bob that's Good. like bobs traditionally are above the shoulders. And a lob would be something that would be you know past the shoulders or collarbone length. Right, yeah, and that's it's got to be like sitting perfectly though, otherwise it's not yeah. going to look like a bob. It's going to bend, and, yeah. right? It's got to be past, well past the shoulders, I think, to kind of okay. get it All to right. look right. Uh, we're seeing this new trend, and I'm I'm sure that you know even with our clients that are on um, Instagrams and Facebook with us, they're seeing this pixelated color. Who wants to share with me pixelated color? I'll take that Okay, one. good. <laughs> I think of pixelation, the best way to describe it to consumers, have you ever walked in front of like a projection camera and there's like a little blur of color or something that hits the round of your head? So pixelation is just little squares, maybe three or four different colors of, of color that are placed into your hair that basically look like a Rubik's Cube, those little pixels. Mm-hmm. And it's on the surface of the hair and it can be placed in different areas. Right. Now that would that would have to be on like smoother hair. Like if you had textured hair, pixelated would not look you pixelated. You wouldn't see right? it. Yeah. yeah. And, and again, yeah. I think that, you know, when we talk about pixelation, I mean, it's, it's generally not a natural look. You know, like the balayage, right. you know, in hair painting. Those are for somebody who wants a really natural look. If somebody wants pixelated hair, we know they're going to be probably a little bit more trendy, a little bit edgier, and doing more fun things with the color and the cut. Right. Good. Okay. So we're going to go to break right now. So when we come back from break, I want to talk about fall trends. Okay. Like, what are you guys seeing happening out there? And um, what do you want your clients to know and be asking for at this point so we can make those changes and have them look like they're really in the latest styles and wearing your wear really well? Okay, we'll be right back. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Are you looking to uncover your authentic self? Looking to improve your communication, selling, or public speaking skills? Discover Naked Audience Productions trainings on public speaking, leadership, sales, and healing. Mastering the art of authentic communications can change your life in many ways. From promotions to profits to enhancing any relationship, whether it's business or personal, finding and speaking your naked truth is a beautiful thing. Visit www.napevents.com or call 877-319-2403. That's napevents.com or 877-319-2403. Ready to chat about your favorite soap operas? The daytime discussion is here with Dan J. Kroll and Soap Central Live. For the past 15 years, Dan has been dishing and discussing on SoapCentral.com. And now he's taking the talk to the airwaves of the Voice America Variety Channel. You'll go behind the scenes with the biggest stars of daytime, along with guest commentary from the Soap Central columnists. And we'll take your questions and comments during our live show. Soap Central Live, every Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific, on Voice America Variety. News. Opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. 
You are listening to Beauty Inside and Out with Bonnie Bonadeo. If you have a question or comment about our show, please send an email to bonnie at bonniebonadeo.com. That's bonnie at bonniebonadeo.com. Now back to Beauty Inside and Out. Welcome back, everybody. Beauty Inside and Out show. We're talking salon life. I've got some great hairdressers and salon owners with me today. Christian James, Kendall Ong, Brenda Barnaby. We're talking shop here. And at this point, we just discussed some of the lingo that we use in our industry that maybe from the client and the consumer point of view, they're not really sure what it is. You know, we have balayage on our menu and a price attached to it. And they're like, I don't even know what a balayage is. So we discussed all of those things. So if you're just now joining us, you can hear the archive tomorrow about all of this stuff. Okay, so we're going to go into fall trends now. All right, so straight or curly? Curly. Curly, curly yay! I say texture. I'm going to go in between. Yeah, okay. yeah. Texture. Yeah. texture. So this movement, I mean, so that super straight flat ironed hair, is that's definitely out. Okay, you know, good. So I think you need to have some, some volume, some movement. Now, I think clients struggle with this a little bit, but I have to share this story as well. So when I decided to do this radio show and I was like, oh, I don't, you know, I don't know if I want to invest the time. You know, what's really the message? Does anybody care? Does anybody listen to radio? I guess was, you know, my big question. <laughs> Internet radio. We yeah. all listen Internet to that. Internet radio, right? <laughs> yes. Voice America Internet radio. And so I, um, they sent me the agreement. I finally put together kind of what I thought would be a good brand approach to being able to take on this show. I'm standing in line at FedEx to FedEx them my agreement that, yes, I'm committed, I'm moving forward. And I was hesitant, like I was holding on to the envelope, like, oh, I really <laughs> want to do this. And there was this gal um, on the other side of the counter or, or on, you know, on the other side that was also being serviced in the FedEx store, too. And she taps me on the shoulder and she says, excuse me, can I ask you a question? And I said, yeah. And she goes, is your hair naturally curly? And I said, well, kind of. And she says, how do you make it look like that? And I just looked down at the envelope. I handed it to the girl. <laughs> like, okay, I get it. This is the sign, right? People do want to know this. So when we're talking about if texture's in, how do they create texture? We all understand that flat iron is going to give them straight. What are the tools they need to know to, to create texture? I think like either, either a curling wand or a, a large a large barreled curling iron. Or your hands, and of course products. You know, I mean, it's it's amazing the, the technology again that's out there and what you can do just with with product. You can take somebody with straight limp hair and um, with a few tools and the right products. You know, give them this this wonderful movement and softness. Good, good. Okay, so we got curling wand, curling large barrel curling irons because we're creating flow and movement, mm-hmm. right? Good. What else? Who else wants to share with this? I think I think product is it. I mean, mm-hmm. when we started in this industry, you had gel and hairspray. I hate to keep going back to the dark days, but you, you and did. mousse in the eighties, yeah. in the eighties, <laughs> But now, I mean, the, these products do things. I mean, we were at this hair show yesterday, and they put this practice in the hair, and they just they touched it, and it literally stood up and shaped into a new form, literally on its own. It was crazy, and I was like, oh, this is going to be so cool. And so I just think that product and giving texture to hair is. So cool, right? Okay, now. so you're going to recommend yeah. the right product based on the the, the client's hair because a and mousse may not be the perfect product to create yeah. the texture, but for somebody it might be. It might be another product. So, all right. So, product. What else? I'm going to say the really horrible p word, which is perm. 
Oh, yeah. are you bringing perms back? I am bringing the perm back. Okay, Christian James, <laughs> you heard it. Christian, he's them. wearing the perm. You <laughs> heard it right here on Beauty Inside and Out show. Perms are coming they back. Are. We're doing a lot of them too, Christian. Yeah. yeah. The industry yeah. has tried and tried and tried to bring them back. I think the the hardest obstacle for most of the industry to get through is the hairdresser. They don't want to do them. Yeah. They're yeah. time consuming. They're messy. They're smelly. But they have their place. Um, and I'm not talking about the traditional, like, crazy little lady perm. I'm just talking about some light movement, te- texture, break down the, the fabric, change the, sh- the fabric a little bit, and then those wands, curling irons, blow dryers, whatever you're going to use, are going to hold those textures that you're looking for. Oh, my gosh, that's so interesting. But, you know, I think one of the bigger concerns is that if most of us are getting color on our hair, right, so the majority of our clients are having color services, and then you add perm, are we are we compromising the integrity of the hair? Again, I think that's by using the right products, you know, you're you're okay. going to be able to, to not have that problem with that fuzzy hair back in the 80s. You know, again, the right shampoo, the right conditioner, you know, probably doing a weekly mask. And again, using the right products. All yeah. right. And a hairdresser that cares about your hair and is, is taking yeah. care of it and says, hey, we can't do this now. We'll do this later or if it's not appropriate at that time. Yeah. But, oh, yeah. good. Good yeah. information. So, all right. So the curling wand, these are things that they can purchase just about anywhere. Are these things that they can purchase in your salons as well? Mm-hmm. Some of these items? Yes. Can yeah. I say something about about product, too, that I think is, is really interesting is uh, – when a client comes into the sun, we'll style their hair for them and give them all the tools they need and share with them all the tools that they need. And then they can go home, and if they have older products that were from a previous hairstyle, they can play with those, too, within their new cut, too. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to always just retire everything. Every time you come in the sun, you may get something new because the cut's new and it needs a different product to help it or a different tool to help it. But those products that are in your cupboard, you may want to use if you decide to pull out the flat iron and straighten the but, hair. But <laughs> I, would, I would definitely talk to your stylist because the, the analogy I always give our clients is that, you know, if, if you go, go to someone's house and you have this wonderful dinner and you ask them for the recipe... And they tell you, well, you need to use this, this, and this, and this amount. And you go home and you use something different, and you use a little bit more, a little bit less of this other one. You can't be surprised that it tastes different. So, I mean, for our clients, we we write a prescription for everybody so that they know exactly what to use, when to use it, why to use it, where to use it, and how much to use it. So that they – because the most important thing, I think, is that not not that your hair looks great when you leave my salon – it's more important to me that your hair looks great when you do it. I want you to be happy and, and able to recreate that style. Because that's the form of advertising right there yeah. is having right. all of our clients look good. Yeah, so, yeah. and be happy and want to come. Right. If I gave you a 45-minute blow-dry and you're going home and spending 20 minutes, it's probably not going <laughs> to look the same, and I wouldn't expect it to. So, I mean, it just all depends on, like, how, what, are, what, what are you willing to do? What are you willing to spend? Mm-hmm. What are you willing to exactly. use in order to look To have it look that look. way. Yeah, because this is, this is the most wearable accessory that, yeah. that somebody has. And it's the only hair. accessory you don't take off at night. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's the only one you have to wear every day. Yeah. 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 But again, I think that what you just said, Christian, that, that's all the stuff that should go into the consultation before you even get your hair wet. Is like, how much time are you willing to, to spend on it? You'll spend $700 on a pair of high heels. Wear maybe one evening out of a year, but you won't spend that kind of money on your hair than something you wear every day. I wear my high heels more than that. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I want a seven hundred dollar pair of high heels. Then, okay, all right. Oh, so, short or long? What's in for fall? Short or long? 
Well, I think I think right now it's because everything's so individual. It's all yes. kind of in. Yep. You okay, know, good. and so we've got everything from short, um, edgy undercuts to. You know, still the waist length hair, which we call broke girl hair. <laughs> broke girl like, hair. <laughs> you know? I just grew it up because I was broke. <laughs> <laughs> but it is, it really is. It's just such an exciting time in fashion because, I mean, you say, well, what are the trends in fashion? It's all over the place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, are we in the 80s? Are we in the 70s? Is it boho? Is it like tailored? Everything goes, you know, and, and, and it's something that we call like the right of the individual. I mean, that's whatever looks good on you and makes you feel your best, that's what's in style, you know. And so I think it's really cool that, that the fashion mavens are dictating to, to the clients, this is what's in. You have to wear your, length, your skirts this length. You have to wear your hair this length or your hair this color. No, it's whatever's going to make you look your absolute best and feel your absolute best. You're in style. Yeah. I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even if I'm still wearing the Jennifer Aniston. <laughs> Well, we will tweak it and give it some update. <laughs> okay, perfect, good. All right, so color. Now, there's lots to talk about here in color, and it, and it did. And, you know, Brenda, I'm going to kind of take that history a little bit away from you in this moment. There used to be like, okay, now blonde is in, now red is in, now brunette is in. But really, what are the color trends we're looking at right now? Edgy, bold color. <laughs> I mean, really, I think when I think of hair color now, obviously we have a lot of fashion colors, and you see that on some of the younger people. But I think beautiful hair color always stands the test of time. Mm-hmm. So it's it's being a beautiful redhead within the shades that are, are current at the time. But And the ones that look good on And them. the ones that look good. And yeah. at the end of the day, that's what's important is, you know, not picking. If you can't wear red, you shouldn't put red on your hair unless you don't want to look yeah, at it. I think that rose gold that Jessica Chastain oh, wears. Is, I love it's, that. I mean, you see that Phenomenal. a lot. And that's, that's right. I'd say, a big trend I, that's I, kind I'm of I'm having happening. you all look at my yeah. hair right now. <laughs> I love that rose gold. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful color. Beautiful. But Good. not everyone can wear that. Yeah. And know? again, that's where, you're, that's where the yeah. stylist, it, it's so crucial, again, you know, that professional opinion because they're going to look at your skin tone. They're going to look at your eye color mm-hmm. and, and obviously talk about your lifestyle and the maintenance that's going to be required and find a color and a shade and a tone that's the best for you. It's good. That's All right, what Christian, what's going on in your salon with color? Um, we're doing a lot of different things. Um, I work in a pretty conservative salon, so you'll <coughs> see a lot of blondes. Um, but usually when, with, for my clients to come in in the fall, I try to warm them up, um, introduce them to some different, like, cognacs, caramel, latte, you know, the, the words, the buzzwords that are out there that really just sort of mean warmer, natural-looking hair color. I think the, the era of the solid hair color from roots to ends is sort of over. Um, like it or not, they can do it themselves at home. Yeah. And then yeah. if you're not doing them any favor unless you're dimensionalizing them and really coming up with a composition of color. Oh, that, yeah. that's what makes them unique. And you know what? I love that you just shared like caramel and mocha and latte. That Marla. Those are beautiful words that I think people then have a picture in their head mm-hmm. because I think clients are still like, I don't want it red. I don't want a gold, don't right? Go. But yeah. but a warm brown or a light golden blonde is – we're using those colors. Mm-hmm. We're just using different words to have them see what it's about. Yeah, and I, and I think, again, you know, a, a good colorist is going to kind of swatch you out. They're going to kind of see what color you've got in your natural color, what color you have existing that you've done kind of through the years, and, again, show you swatches of what can and can't be done, you know, what's going to look best on you. Well, during the consultation, you're already going to know that. If the woman's wearing gold ring, gold necklace, she's okay with gold. 
if it's there in silver, they want icy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I love all that. Something you know. All right. So we have one more segment, and this is the segment where we're going to talk a little bit about um, picks or no picks. And also, what are the what, what are my friends, non hairdresser friends? Oh, wait, this what, is the survey, huh? This is the, yeah, this is the very extensive survey. This is where we get um, trouble. Yeah, and some of the things that they asked, and some of the things that they wanted to make requests to, or find out more. And really, it was more of a fear of asking. Like they're like, "Are you going to share this on the radio?" And I'm like, "Yeah." All right, everybody, Beauty Inside and Out show. You can find me on Facebook, Beauty Inside and Out show. Uh, Tweet me, Bonnie Bonadeo, or send me an email, bonnie at bonniebonadeo.com. We'll be right back. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Are you looking to uncover your authentic self? Looking to improve your communication? selling, or public speaking skills. Discover Naked Audience Productions trainings on public speaking, leadership, sales, and healing. Mastering the art of authentic communications can change your life in many ways. From promotions, to profits, to enhancing any relationship, whether it's business or personal, finding and speaking your naked truth is a beautiful thing. Visit www.napevents.com or call 877-319-2403. That's napevents.com or 877-319-2403. You count. Tune into Interrevolutionary Radio and join the spontaneous wave of people all over the planet who, like you, are changing our world from the inside out. Follow the movement. Meet guests who are shaking things up. Call in and gain insights and courage to empower your own voice. Large or small, your part counts. So join us. Co-hosted by Beth Green and James Maynard, Interrevolutionary Radio airs live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Beauty Inside and Out with Bonnie Bonadeo. If you have a question or comment about our show, please send an email to bonnie at bonniebonadeo.com. That's bonnie at bonniebonadeo.com. Now back to Beauty Inside and Out. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Beauty Inside and Out show. I've got my guests here, Kendall Long, Christian James, Brenda Barnaby. These are salon owners and hairstylists. We've been talking shop all day here. And now we're going to talk client talk <laughs> and some of the things that they shared with me. So first, here was one of their really interesting questions. Do they like when I bring in pictures or not? Yeah, I love it. I think, okay. yeah. And again, like I said earlier, a picture is worth a thousand words. I think the, the – and, and we actually encourage our clients, you know, to start like a scrapbook. You know, start your own lookbook or your Pinterest page or, you know, so that we can start having some reference points. You know, because, again, I think, you know, verbiage is a good thing. But, again, if I see it, 
I can look at it and I know exactly what it is that you like about it, what you might not like about it, or what you're trying to show me. So. Yeah, and good point, because I think it's really important when they bring in a picture. It's like, tell me what you love about yeah. it. Tell yeah. me what you don't like. So then you can, you can create the, oh, they love the way the bangs are flowing. Mm-hmm. They don't like the fact that it's above the shoulders or right. something like that. So it's, we kind of need to guide them in that. All right. So everybody likes everybody agrees on pics. Yeah, pictures guide you. Yeah. I think the one thing about pictures, though, it's that, you know, you yeah. don't want to get caught like it's going to be exactly like yeah. the picture because, well, your face is a little different. Your hair is a little different. Plus, there was a hairstyle that fixed the hair that's just off camera for that photo. So I think or it's being realistic. there's a lot of hair extensions or added yeah. hair if yeah. they're bringing in celebrity right. photos. And so and that Photoshop. can be very <laughs> deceiving. Yeah, and Photoshop. Yeah. What do you have to say about that? Yeah, I'm, I get a lot of clients that bring in runway looks or um, things from the Oscars and things like that. And I'm like, that looked good for 30 minutes walking down the runway. Mm-hmm. I want to see her at 4 o'clock in the morning <laughs> when she's leaving uh-huh. the hard after party and see how that held up. Yeah, okay. You know, gotta All be right. realistic. It's a reality Here's Here's yeah. the next one. Price. They really feared, like when you say things like, you know what, no, probably what we should do is we should do this balayage technique and then what we'll do afterwards is we'll cover it and create a shine product. And they're, they want to say yes to everything, but then all they think is, how much is this going to cost? And they want to know, why don't you talk price? Like, you know, the balayage technique today is going to be da-da-da-da. If we do the shine, that's going to be an additional. And then they can add it up and go, yes. They said they'd say yes more often if they knew what they were saying yes to price-wise. Yeah. I, I completely agree. Yeah. And I, again, we talked earlier about it's the hardest thing for a hairdresser to talk about price because it, it's just hard for them to talk about money. But it should be part of the consultation, and it should be the expectation of the client that they that they know what you're paying. You wouldn't go to a restaurant and sit down and order something without knowing how much it was going to cost That's you. True. Mm-hmm. And so it's the same thing with the salon. You know, you, you need to know, and that stylist should be breaking it down. Yeah. Okay, good. Everybody agree that we need to spend more time maybe providing them what the prices are, especially if we're adding on services that really might be best suited for them and, of course, would make their hair look better in yeah. the end, right? We want, we're doing these things because we want them to look their best. Yes. Yeah, and it goes back to that communication that we yeah. open up the, the show with, you know, it's just being honest and, you know, and building that relationship. Yeah. Okay. And you can't make people spend money that they don't want to spend. I mean, if they, you're not forcing anything on them. If they can't do it, they'll tell you, no, right. that, that's not for me today. Yeah, you know? yeah, but they need the option. Yes. They need yeah. to be able to have the choice yeah. of being able to say, yes, that sounds great, let's do it, or no, not today. Yeah. Whether it's a budget issue or, here was the next one, time. Mm-hmm. So they, they're they like, I don't want to sit in your chair for three hours for highlights because last time it only took two hours. But maybe you weren't as busy, um, and so this time you just thought maybe I didn't have much going on, so you took more time or – or you took more clients in between, which I don't have a problem with because they did understand that that's how we have to book ourselves. But time was another big one. Christian, give us some insight on time. Yeah, I think um, I think we have a problem in this industry with time. Um, I don't think we're on time. We kind of get a bad rep for being late a lot. Um, but time with your client, um, it depends on what they're bringing in. I get a lot of people who bring in balayage looks that were done by a well-known hairdresser in LA and they have no clue that that took him eight and a half hours it was an all-day service and that was probably twelve hundred dollars like and they expect me to be able to do that in two and like you just got to be honest you got to be able to under deliver 
like undersell and over deliver. Undersell and over deliver. Time management's a big part of our training program too. Yeah. And we really work on that with the with the new talent coming in because people don't have all time to spend at the the slime or it's a maintenance issue for them they want to look beautiful they want to get in they want to get out oh yeah i mean mm-hmm. you might have those clients that really enjoy hanging out in the salon but i think most of us today are very busy and yeah. i i want to know if i set up an appointment at 10 i kind of need to know when i'm going to be leaving <laughs> exactly. you know yeah. and that's that's again that's the stylist responsibility to kind of run on time and if you are running behind just let the client know it's going to be 15 good. minutes before we get started good we have so much more to yeah. talk about and so little time in our <laughs> hour-long show here but i've got one more question i want to ask you guys so it was um you know the the some of the clients were like you know i love the salon it's convenient for me i'm not really happy with my stylist um i i just can i switch stylist within the salon that i'm at and how would that make them feel yeah i mean in our salon one of the things you know all of the staff that work for us all the stylists go through about a year to two year training program so we actually encourage that you know we we do have a culture where the client's see other people like I'm here doing this radio show I know some of my clients are seeing other stylists in the salon but again I think it's just the the culture that that of the salon that you're in right. you know yeah. some salons it's it's really cool some salons you know it might not be you know so maybe just to talk to the owner um, yeah. or talk to the stylist themselves and just say, hey, you know, I'm, I'm interested in some different looks. Is that something I can talk with you about? Would you mind if I went to another stylist? Yeah. And that's, that's again, I think it's, that's the awkward conversation awkward. For, the, for the client because it's like, yeah. What happens they, is they, they just go to another salon. salon. Yeah. And, and if, so if you want to capture them and keep them, yeah. 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 Right. So I would talk to the owner Any, rather than the stylist. Yeah. Anything quick you want to add to that, Well, Christian? in this age of the independent contractor, we all think that we're competing with the person next to us. Mm-hmm. For me, if my clients don't want to have that conversation, I'm more than happy because I built a relationship with them. I've 10 years, I've done what I can do, moved to the girl next door to me, and then at least I get to see you every four, six weeks, eight weeks, whatever. Yeah. Because we're still, that's it's still my relationship. It's still a friendship. It's still, a, you know, means something to me. And I'd rather you be in my vicinity than be in another salon. Yeah, true. So, okay, so we're, we're going to share with the clients and the consumers that it's okay to ask these questions yeah. and it's okay to maybe source that type of information that might be appropriate. And if you're not comfortable with it, there is a salon owner, obviously, or a salon manager that mm-hmm. might be maybe the more appropriate person to talk to. But I can tell you that what, what I can see by your heads nodding all here that that having the client maintain that relationship with the salon is really the utmost important. Yeah. Like we want to, we want to provide service and a great experience and do good hair. Yeah, yeah. And ultimately right. it's your hair, it's your look, it's your life. So yeah. you've got to be happy, you know, so. Good. All right. Well, I can't tell you how much fun this has been mm-hmm. having all of you here in the studio today, being able to do this show. Um, so quick little wrap up. Who wants to say what? We've got about two minutes before we're going to close. Um, I would just like to tell consumers to, Really just talk to their stylist. Don't be, there shouldn't be no fear. We're, we're trying to develop a relationship with you. We're not mind readers. We want to make you happy, and that is our sole purpose is to make you happy and have you look beautiful on the streets. Oh, yeah. Good. Brenda Barnaby, thank you. Kendall Ong, Christian James, you guys have been fantastic today. I think we're going to have to do this again. But really what I want is I want client feedback. I want to hear from our consumers. So please find me on Facebook, uh, Beauty Inside and Out Show. Uh, send me a private message if you don't want to post it on there and let me know what what is it you think we need to know as an industry and what else can we <laughs> provide for you 
as a professional industry to be able to provide you the right service and the greatest experience possible. And I look forward, you know, Thursdays at 2 o'clock is when these shows go live. Um, so join us and each and every Thursday. We have a new topic to talk about on Beauty Inside and Out. And remember, it's all about being you and beauty. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Beauty Inside and Out. Please join your host, Bonnie Bonadeo, again next Thursday afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a great week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 